good, everybody? <laughs> it's your boy, Chris, a.k.a. SSJ Blackheart, a.k.a. Mr. Mucklock, a.k.a. The Great One, a.k.a. What did I call myself today on t- uh, this week on TikTok? I called myself the Spice Lord, the Spice King. Mm. Uh, added, added some extra AKAs to the belt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna get you a t-shirt bro it's just gonna have all the akas on there yes yes that's the that's the that's the plan <laughs> boys on tiktok now you can already guess what the name is ssj block Rod. you already know <laughs> already know consistent branding but james rod yo what's, what's going on How's uh it's going consistently well i gotta say that i'm feeling good nice, nice. you know uh on the refresh side of things had a little week off from work so I'm loving that. Okay. Well, rest yeah. Of, like, like having a week off is, you know, it's well needed. Oh yeah. I, like I feel that the whole notion of you know working super hard, no days off, you know, uh, not using vacation time, mm-hmm. that's just for the birds. Like, yeah. No, no company like is 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 worth trading your like life force. I mean, I know some people that you know you're you're you're, you're you know some people want to be like the hardest person, hardest working person in the room. Like, trust me, mm-hmm. I understand that. <laughs> but at the same time, you need you know you need your time off. And I just realized that the people on the stream probably don't hear us right now. Why you say that? Because I realized I were muted. Oh, that's an yeah, unfortunate yeah, place to be. <laughs> so, so what that means is that if you're watching us live, my bad. Hello. <laughs> but if you're watching our, you know, our archives, listening or uh, listen, uh, listening or watching, um, hello, how you doing? My, my name is Chris. I'm here with my friends, <laughs> James. <and I. laughs> We're here to talk about video games. We're here to talk about video games and the culture surrounding them. And mm-hmm. oh boy, what a week this week we mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of you know news from Microsoft. Uh, a lot of news from Sony, uh, some big news from Sony, news that I'm really excited to talk about. And yeah, I was not seeing this one. Yeah, and then we're gonna wrap up this episode with talking about Square Enix's um, like their event. Is, did, did this event have a name? Uh, yeah, Square Enix Showcase. I think <laughs> pretty pretty generic. Yeah. Okay, so. We're gonna talk about their their showcase that happened last week, and I feel like it happened like right after, you know. Oh, like it did. After it, uh, it did. We, we had our hundredth episode, mm-hmm. which once again, you know, thank you guys for being with us for a hundred episodes because this is That's episode one hundred one. You know, this is you know we're we're back at the grind. That you know we're 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 trying to make it to two hundred. That's the next milestone, mm-hmm. and you know whether you were here since episode one. Episode 12, 72, 99, or episode 100, if that was your first episode, or if this is your first episode, welcome. Welcome, welcome to the, uh, welcome to, to should I play that? Glad and to have you, man. Yeah, or exactly. Gary. Or whoever. Welcome. Doesn't matter. He, she, it, them. Maybe not it. Maybe maybe not it. Yeah, them I think is good. Actually, can I speak to that for a second, just real quick? Um, I wanted to kind of say this at the top too. So during our episode last week, um, you know, I had said I was talking about Little Nightmares, and I was I was trying to describe the main character, and I made a comment about how you know that I did you couldn't 
you could tell that they were gender neutral. Um, but it, I didn't quite phrase it like that at first. Uh, Chris, I really appreciate you for jumping in like that and, and clarifying and correcting me and making sure I was on the, like the, the, the good path on that. Cause I, at the time when I was describing it, like, of course, like, you know, we talk about things like, you know, gender neutrality, uh, uh, gender fluid, things like that. Like, obviously there are more genders than just male, female, like that's, that's a thing. So I just, I didn't want to, uh, I wanted to kind of to take the moment real quick to, you know, say, Hey, that was my gaffe, but my bad. Um, you know, uh, you know, we, we've had like serious discussions just a few weeks ago about like, you know, uh, the the transgender experience kind of like in relation to cyberpunk um we had like that whole big conversation and we got like really good uh constructive feedback on that so wanted to just kind of take a few moments to say that hey you know we're gonna probably make some mistakes on this show um from time to time i think it's important that we like own up to them so i just wanted to take a moment to own up to mine uh so yeah i just wanted to say thanks chris for correcting me on that and uh yeah appreciate it yeah, the, the amount of mail that we got. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. We, didn't, we, we didn't get any angry angry letters or anything like that. But, you know, just like you said, uh, uh, we want to make sure that we are, you know, respecting everyone's pronouns. Because <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. that's the thing. I know uh, people, people are funny about that stuff. People don't seem to want to acknowledge that. And it's dumb. Just right. like... <clears throat> As much as you want, I'm I'm I am a huge advocate for the golden rule. You know, treat mm-hmm. others how you want to be treated. Exactly. So, you know, if if I want to be treated with kindness, I want to be treated with respect. I'm going to give respect and kindness. Yep. yep. So that's all. That's Very all we. Ask, that's all we ask for. That's all we. You know, that's all we're trying to do. We're trying to spread spread some. You know, some good vibes. Because y'all y'all know the vibes. You know the vibes. Exactly. You know the vibes. <laughs> and uh, with that. No vibes that I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling um, feeling some some what you've been playing. Mm. Oh, what yeah. a transition! Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and jump into our what you've been playing. If this is the first time you've ever listened to us, what we like to do is just start off the show, just kicking back and like you know just relaxing, reminiscing on what we've been playing over the last week. So, James, mm-hmm. what you been playing? So, you know, I want to do one quick segue before we head into the uh, video game I've been playing this week. Wow. I, um, this weekend, I had the pleasure of going skating again for, like, the first time in a good long time. Yeah, nice. And let me tell you, that is, like, just talk about, like, a flow state after a while. If you just want to go and get into a zone, that's a great way to do it. At least for me. Feeling. That's the best feeling. I, yeah. I tried explaining to someone uh, last week. What like a, what the flow state is, and I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like you have to. I'm not. It sounds mean, but you have to be good at a skill, like a, tech, a mean, technical skill, to really mm-hmm. like understand what that is. But um, if you don't know, you know, of like you know, being in that flow state is is is, is essentially like Ultra Instinct. If you if you into uh. if you into Dragon Ball. Um, it's, right. It's a state where you know everything just it it just it literally just like a name it flows and it flows out of you. Yeah, that's what happened in Halo the other night. That's exactly what happened. Right. Some people <laughs> like to call it muscle memory. Um. So it's, the way it is, it's just kind of like you feel so in tune with what you're doing, it just comes out naturally. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that I'm like a god at skating because I'm not by any means. I am very much a beginner. But just like getting into that that vibe of like understanding your steps and the rhythm between them, 
and then how that like translates to you moving on the floor. It feels good. It, a little real life jet set radio Ooh, was going on, speak, and it was it was a good time. Speaking my language Here's now. Here's a question. Right. What, what, was, what was the soundtrack? What were you listening to? It was like a good mix of everything, man. Um, I did have some early '80s hip hop in there, '90s like um, recent stuff. DJ was all over the place, but he was just vibing. It was it was a good time, no, but so, um. No, no hmm? quick side note. No, something I found out that you could because I use Spotify. Know what I found out that you could do with your liked playlist? This is something that I think is somewhat new, or at least I haven't messed around with it until recently. Mm-hmm. But if you check your in your liked uh, songs, you'll see like these little like uh, like these little cards that says like hip hop, says like uh, you know rock, mm-hmm. chill, mm-hmm. soul, right. All these different, like, you know, I guess, uh, genres. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you click it, it'll pretty much, like, it'll it'll just filter those types of music on your playlist. So, like, my, my liked playlist is literally all over the place. Like, you know, as, as hip-hop, uh, R&B, rock, uh, video game oh. soundtracks, movie soundtracks. Um, but, you know, I was sort of looking through those, and I was like, soul? What do I have as soul? And oh boy, like I I think it, it'll it'll play what you have that is like really close to that I guess you know uh, setting, but then like mm-hmm. slowly start like branching out to music that's similar to it, but not exactly, but still has the same vibe. Hmm. That's a good idea because part of the things I don't like about having those like playlists is that there's no rhyme or reason to it after a while. Yes, you know. So now that the ability is kind of like make it up, that's that's nice. Yeah, good job, Spotify. Yeah, you know they they do that. Um, they make six playlists for you daily, called the daily mix. You guys know about that? I have seen those. Okay, yeah. So what they do is like they take what Chris actually sounds like he mostly described, which is like a combination of uh, a certain genre of music in your liked songs, and they'll compile them, but also throw in things that you haven't liked formally, but will be similar to the things that you actually have liked. So it's a nice mix of familiarity. I'd probably say it's like an 80-20 split of things that you have liked versus things that you have not liked. Um and I actually listen to that quite often, like every day when I'm working, pretty much. I, I turn it on for at least a couple hours a day. Um, and it's really useful. So the Spotify curation, in my opinion, is like pretty on point. I know some people have issues with it, but for the most part, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I think it really boils down to like how much you're using it and just like using the utility correctly. Yeah. yeah. Because like, like I think I said this maybe the last episode, the episode before last, like I'm actually about to swap off of Spotify and start using Apple Music because I'm mm-hmm. going to do the Apple One subscription. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like I'm going to like miss Spotify for that. I'm going to miss Spotify for that. And I'm also going to miss, um, there's a, uh, like a morning show called The Get Up. And essentially like they, uh, it's like pop culture, world news. Uh, they have like little news bits, but then in between the segments, they actually use the music that you like, and that's like the music breaks. Oh, so like that's clever. So the music's specifically curated to the user. Right. Like your sort of personal radio with like interspersed mm-hmm. news bits. Yeah, that's I've seen that, but I haven't actually tried it. That's cool. Yeah, it's a great it's a great show. You should definitely check it out. I will. Noted. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Besides those things you've been playing, I've also ended up playing um the Avengers. So like we mentioned at the top of the show last week, there was the um, Square Enix uh, presentation, and they highlighted some new stuff that was coming to Avengers. So I figured the uh, 
The new console patch just dropped. They got the new Hawkeye character just dropped. I hadn't played the Kate Bishop stuff. Let's just jump back in and see what we got. It was free. Let's go for it. So first of all, this is the game that should have launched from the beginning. It's it's another one of those situations. Um, the problems I used to, I had with the game before do not exist nearly as common as they did when I had the when I played through initially on the PS4 Pro. Um, load times pretty much don't exist, which is amazing because I remember there were long stretches of load screens in between. Um, switching areas in between switching missions mm-hmm. in between deaths and you just be sitting there just watching them hit the same like one pose for <laughs> two minutes at a time and that adds up and then this kind of sours the whole experience I don't think I've even seen a loading screen except for maybe the initial boot and that's still maybe like five seconds if that so the whole game feels so much better from just the um a ease of use standpoint and then of course they added in performance mode so the game runs at 60 now if you want it to but I've actually been leaving it running at 30 because I like the uh, the destruction effects that you get when you're running at 30 I think it just kind of adds a bit of extra impact to have like the Hulk smash the ground and then there's particles of, and bricks and, and dirt just all over the place and you don't get that with the uh, 60 and you don't really need it and then the 30 is smooth enough it doesn't bother me even though we were just talking the other day about how um how it's hard to go back to 30. But they do it really well here. So hats off the Square Enix for that. Um, so I ran through the entire campaign again. The story mm-hmm. is still really good. It looks so much better now. Mm-hmm. Um, due to the, the ray tracing and just the updated textures. It almost reminds me of um, Spider-Man PS4. Mm-hmm. This game always struck me as meant for... like next gen mm-hmm. yeah. and I would 100% agree mm-hmm. this game should not have been released in that state They, I, I just think about what could have been mm-hmm. if this was a launch title for those consoles mm-hmm. what we have right now would have been like a solid 8 out of 10 mm-hmm. for like most people I would say right Um, and so once I got to the campaign I ended up going through the uh, first expansion which is Taking Aim who is uh, stars Kate Bishop she's the female Hawkeye and um, the story in that is actually really good. I like where they're heading with the uh, extended universe and how it's still dealing with AIM. So it makes sense that the robot is still here. And I just think that um, it's a really good narrative and Kate is a lot of fun to play. I don't know, like, I don't know what, <laughs> what they were doing on the content side of things, but combat stuff, they've nailed it. Hmm. Traversal is still a little weird, but combat feels great. I actually have a quick um, question for you um, about about okay. that. So, like, how is the like the Kate Bishop stuff and the Hawk? Wait, is the Kate Bishop expansion the same as the Hawkeye stuff, or is it like considered two different entities? Like in terms of like single player um, content, they're two different parts of the same story. Okay, so is it like segmented off like that reassemble campaign is, where that's strictly like or mostly offline offline single player? With like multiplayer mm-hmm. dispersed or like kind of dispersed, or is it meant to be played alongside other people? Um, you can play it alongside other people, but I've been playing it alongside AI, and AI's been doing a fantastic job. So okay, haven't felt the need to go online. Okay, and with those missions, so with, like with reassembled, it was mm-hmm. I would say maybe sixty seventy percent single player, but like you did have a few missions where you could invite people. Uh, are you playing the entirety of that content with other players? 
Um, you can. Okay. I did not, but it is possible. It's um, one of the four players on each of the expansions. Okay. That was one thing that I kind of, like, I loved that single-player campaign, I re- or I should say I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, my only regret, or one of my regrets, is that, like, you know, I couldn't bring you along, for instance, like, in all of the, mm-hmm. all of the missions. Um, but that's really good to hear that, like, all the new stuff is capable of being played with other people. So, okay, cool. Yeah, I think one person, I think you don't get to really just choose who you play as in certain missions. Mm. At least that's how it seems, because I know in some of the base game, you can choose your preferred Avenger teammates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in like uh, in Kate Bishop's story, there were certain segments where I had to play as Kate, and I could only have like um, Hulk or Black Widow. Even though I picked somebody else, it would just kind of auto-select for me. So I don't know how that would work in a four-player sense, mm-hmm. but um, just something to be aware of. But Kate is just a lot of fun. They really know how to handle the Archer characters, I've learned, over the last, like, what, ten hours of gameplay or so? <laughs> yeah. So, um, she works in, like, a short-range teleportation-style sort of way, like a trickster archer. Um, and she has the classic array of trick arrows, the uh, razor arrows, the bomb arrows, smoke arrows. Um, what else does she have? Oh, she has a sword that she can use for like up close and personal type stuff. And so you're just kind of bouncing all around the battlefield. She has a a, dupe, a decoy she can use that works very similar to uh, Zane from Borderlands, Chris. How you can like throw it out and she'll shoot, she'll shoot for you, and you can swap positions and that sort of thing. And then every time you swap, it does like a, a nova blast of like knockdowns and stuns. So yeah, she's a very utility stun heavy character, but she's a lot of fun to play as. And then the story itself is just very interesting because it's messing with time travel. And every time you get a time travel part, you know something crazy is going to go down. And so when it starts to really get going, you get the um, To Be Continued, and that throws you into Hawkeye's story. It actually picks up immediately where the uh, first expansion left off. And I'm not super far in that. I just started it maybe like, uh, an hour or two ago. But um, he's a lot of fun, too. And... It also deals out enough XP that you really get a good sense of the character while you're playing the campaign. I think I started out level 1 with Kate and ended up level 32 by the time the campaign was finished out of 50. So you get a good chunk of the gameplay, a good chunk of the characters. And um, I don't know, I think it was a really good impression. Like if they're building off of this, I think we're in a good spot. Definitely a position to grow. I feel like that's a ringing endorsement. I'm not even joking yeah. about that either. Like that's that's pretty high praise. Considering how down I was on this game, yeah. I would agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like it's there when it counts. It's good stuff. I'm enjoying it. Okay, it's sitting there for free in my download queue. I checked it out, so I may just download mm-hmm. it, and give it a shot, and play with you or something. Even if not for the online, just the story itself, I think is worth it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm down. I'm, I'm. I think I'm down to to check it out. Well, yeah. That's pretty much all I've been playing. Short week this week. But, uh, Chris, yeah. my man, what about you? Well, you know, still still busy, busy doing uh, a billion things that I do. But in the mm-hmm. time that I've had to uh, actually play around, of course, you know, I'm still playing Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I only played like a very little bit of that. Uh, but the game is, I think the game at this point, like, I've just gotten into the second act and Mm -hmm. I feel like the pace that I'm taking in this game 
I think at some point, like right now, I'm pretty much, if I'm in a certain area, like I'll try and do whatever side missions I see that's in there. Um, at this point, now I'm sort of like, you know, I have like all the styles unlocked. I have, uh, I have a, like a, I'm not going to say a decent amount of upgrades bought, but like, you know, the upgrades that I've, I've seen on the tree that I've wanted to get, I've gotten at this point. Mm-hmm. So I think now, unless there's like a certain weapon I want to get, or if there's like an armor I want to get, like, I think at this point, I'm sort of just going to just play through the game. Um, because like the enemies don't feel like they're getting any difficult. Like I feel like I'm I'm hitting a point now where like I understand the mechanics of the game. I understand you know uh, certain attacks I have to dodge. Some of them I could you know just parry. Uh, and like it's it's just it's a waiting game. It's you know a very I feel like it's a it's a very defensive game because the game won't really allow you to just run in and just keep attacking. Like, mm. The the AI is smart enough to you know dodge your attacks. Smart enough to um, block your attacks. Mm-hmm. I've been double teamed a couple times, uh, so you know it's it's I'm I'm I feel like I'm at, I'm at a good point in this game where like I could just sort of just play through, get the story because I'm invested in the story at least, and I think that's going to be the thing that's going to get me to. Mm-hmm. Um, do a couple of the side missions because the side missions do seem interesting and it mm-hmm. at least to this point sort of adds to the narrative of the game so uh you know just you know i i i i feel bad for for knocking it off of the game of the year list oh that's what i was gonna ask you is like do you feel regret um this is fine. i i i <laughs> I would say that like your your feelings on this are are correct. Like your gut is telling you the right thing. I think like in terms of like y- how you want to approach it. I would definitely say finish the the side missions with the like the tall tales basically like the mythical uh, stuff that goes on with like I think the dude's playing the flute. I think something like that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you get like tales yeah. of. Di- of different people who have been in Japan dealing with like demons and whatnot, those are interesting for the stories, if if nothing else. Um, and 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 go ahead and finish for the story. I do think that the story is worth seeing all the way to to the end, even if you don't like some of the stuff that happens in it. I do think that it's worth seeing for like the final that final hour is good. Um, yeah, if you try to do everything on that game, you'll probably hate it by the end because so much of it yeah, there's like a billion things. And that's my problem mm-hmm. with like trying like I really want to get back into Assassin's Creed but hearing how that those games are at least like 60 hours long now mm-hmm. um, yeah I'm not going to do that I can't yeah can't do it it's like one of those games you have to like plan to just sit down and chip at it every like couple of days or so my gaming schedule is and that's why I haven't like gone back to like dedicated streaming yet because like I, I wanted like I originally 2021 I wanted to get back into like choosing at least one or two nights in the week to stream mm-hmm. but you know I've been as of late getting more clients for you know Muckluck and I don't know like it's it's getting tough to actually like commit to like a night or two to uh like sit down and game because it's that you know uh you know just having to catch up on just different things in life uh my girlfriend mm-hmm. you know there's man, adulting uh, yeah yeah you have obligations <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't like it 
<laughs> it's hard. You know, it, it's it's you know, I I don't even have like those days where I can sort of like just sit back and play a video game because like at that point it's like man I got shit to do, I got I have mm-hmm. a million things to do I can't I can't really just like sit back and really enjoy a game like that anymore. So yeah, and 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 not making it sound like it's like a chore because it's not because I love what I do. It's more or less like it's not. I don't know the right way of saying this. It's like it's not something that I think I'm, I, I just I, I preoccupy myself with so much, and there's so much that I want to accomplish that I feel mm-hmm. like I I can't really you know I don't want to say waste time. Yeah, but I know what you mean. I, yeah, I, yeah, it's I don't know. It's just I just want to be great. Y'all. Yeah, <laughs> games games are a commitment. Yeah, games are a commitment. They could potentially be a time sink, uh, and mm-hmm. you have to like really pick and choose. Like I, you know, it wasn't. It was like twenty years ago. We were probably like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to be an adult and like only play games and do what I want to do." And you know, it's just not like that. You know, you have other unfortunately no <laughs> right, yeah. Like you have to work forty hours a week or whatever, like however many hours like people work. You know, you have to you have to dedicate time to that. You have social obligations with friends or family or whatever. Um, it's it, like, yeah. even like friends. Like there, there's some friends that I haven't seen in like months, and I'm like, yo, like I gotta do better. I gotta, and that's mm-hmm. something else I gotta do better is just reach out. But yeah, back to video games. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I've also been playing mm-hmm. some other games. I've been uh, I, I jumped into Persona Five Strikers, and yo, Rod. Yeah, let's Rod. talk. Let's talk about it. Uh oh, I'm ready. Listen, so. You know, you've talked about this game. I have. For a couple weeks, for a couple weeks now. Yep. Um, when, when you say that this game is a Musou, uh, a Musou game, but it's not, I feel like the, the best way to describe this game is that it's a, it's a Persona game. Like, just, it's, it's a Persona game disguised as a Musou game. Mm. I, yeah, because, yeah, for sure. Because, like, you have, like, your, you know, your Dynasty Warrior, uh, like mm-hmm. you know, gameplay. You have like your your uh, your, your act, like it's it's an action game. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also your Persona Five. It has yeah. like it's it's Persona like so far it's Persona Five minus you know going to school. Yeah, all the social link stuff is gone. Like all the social link things aren't there. It's more or less it's like a streamlined Persona game. Okay. Yeah. Which I honestly, in some, on some level, I actually like that because you don't have any of the awkward romance stuff anymore, which has always been kind of weird, especially in Persona Five, when you can like date adults, uh, which is fucked up and weird, especially when this game has like an explicit storyline about not Strikers, but Original Five has storylines about like children being sexually manipulated into like you know or coerced into like inappropriate relationships with adults anyway but like none of that is yeah it does doesn't it? yeah yeah and then continues huh. to sexualize one of those victims <laughs> like what the fuck anyway so not trying to like go on a five rant but like but that social link stuff i was thinking about that today as i was playing it but um i'm kind of okay with it not being there like you still get a social meter which i've talked about before but it's not like okay, I need to spend time with Yusuke. Okay, now I gotta go spend time with Yon, uh, on or whatever. Like you don't have to parse mm-hmm. out that time. It's kind of split evenly depending on where the story's going. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so I'm like I'm at I'm still in the beginning of the game. So like very, I think at this point now, 
um, you're introduced to like the main cast. You're introduced yeah. to all of you know all of the Phantom Thieves, and it's it's now sort of like it's it follows the beats of like any like Persona games. Like if you've played any Persona game, um, you sort of know what you're getting yourself into, and that's a good thing. Like yeah, it's, it's so far so far I haven't really like nothing. I haven't really experienced anything to like that's out there that's like sort of glaring yet mm-hmm. like um, how do you mean more or less like so far the, the this riot has been like it's been pretty smooth mm. like i was i was i, I mean but that's come to that's come to you know, to be expected with like these spinoff games now like i think they've figured out a way of if they're going to do a spinoff with a, another franchise, they figured out a way of getting enough of that franchise into their engine so that it's like the perfect like fusion of the two. Yeah, I will say that in regards to like the translation of, of, uh, of the writing, it this doesn't feel like a spinoff. Like I know it, it is technically one, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it. It, do, it feels like it's straight up a sequel to Persona 5, which I mean, chronologically it is. But you could you wouldn't be able to tell that it was by a different developer. Like that's how smooth the transition is. Yeah. So you know, I'm I, you know, I hear that this game is like 35 hours. Yep. And I feel like that's the that's typically the amount of time that I want to invest in a in a game right now. Mm-hmm. So I just want to see if the story sort of like it, it keeps me interested. Or at least, like, well, the gameplay keep me interested because they I, like they introduced the mechanic that you know, Joker he's the wild card, so like he's able to uh, store multiple personas. So at this point now, like you know, they said, all right, you know, uh, while you're fighting these enemies, you know, you have a chance to like you can see like the mask, like a, a mask icon or like a, a mask floating, and when you pick it up, you actually you know you're, you're getting a new persona and you can use them in battle. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know, it everything is is, is straightforward right now it's uh it's not as i mean it's a good game like i i i i i I, I, i'm trying to like dissect it but like it's i don't think this is that type of game i think this is just the type of game that you you pop in and you sort of like learn the characters you like you they they do world they do a lot of world building in like the first like two three hours because i think they have to they have a job of not only introducing all the characters, but like also catching you up to this world that's already established. Yeah. But at mm-hmm. the same time, they know that you know not everyone has the ability to sit through 120 hours of Persona yeah. Five. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they they do. A, it is a lot. They do a great job of that. That's actually a good point. Um, someone who has never played Persona Five could totally jump into this and be pretty comfortable. Like they they make no no bones about like yo, this is a sequel. Like we're not gonna re-explain a lot of stuff to you but we'll skim over certain things that you absolutely need to know and i mean there's the characters personalities are so strong anyway that you immediately kind of know like who what everybody's about you know within the first few hours if you've never played one um Mm. and that's that's nice actually um I, I, if it tells you anything, I'm just over 15 hours. I've had this game for about a month now, and I've only put about 15 hours into it. Uh, that's not even to say that I don't like the game. I think the game is what you just said. I think it's fine. I think it's it's perfectly serviceable. Um, and it is one of those things that you can kind of pop in 
if it's like I want to play a game, but I don't know what to play really. I just want to put my hands on something, so like mess around for an hour or so. And I think that's it's a good thing because it is a focused experience, but there's enough game in there. Like I think unlike a turn-based game, which feels like an, a real investment where you have to kind of be on all the time, um, there are those elements here in the battle system, like you mentioned. Like you have to pay attention. It's not a button masher, really. I would say like a muso typically can be. Um, where you could just mindlessly press square or X or whatever and just sleep your way through battles. Um, you, have, you do have to actually pay attention to affinities like, you know, or weaknesses, things like that. Um, and I think that's, it's, it's a neat combination. I'm at the end of the second jail and I think there's like six, I believe. Um, so I still have a ways to go, but I was very curious to hear your, your opinion on this, Chris, just to kind of see, gauge where you were. It's, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's good. Like, I, I like the Persona franchise already. So, um, you know, seeing, seeing them do this, I'd love to see them do more. I'd love to see them uh, sort of do... I've always wanted... Because, you know, like, you know, these Persona games, like, they're all self-contained for the most part. Um, but, you know, you have some of the spinoffs, like the Persona for arena yep mm -hmm. they you know they, they they sort of like confirm that all of this is happening in the same world or same universe right so uh persona 3 and persona 4 characters uh start interacting so um when they released like a, a a sequel they didn't have a chance to add the five characters but i'd love to see maybe persona 3 and 4 characters show up in the game yeah. like Persona 5 Strikers. Yeah, definitely. Mm, that'd be cool. Yeah. Hey, definitely shout out real quick to the dub on this game. It's really great. Like, those voice actors... Are you playing it in Japanese or English? Uh, English. English, yeah. Uh, I am also playing it in English. I played the original 5 in English, and I thought they did a really good job there, too. But they're really... Mm -hmm. I don't know. They're just really settled into the characters. Uh, in this one, particularly. They, like, they just know them inside and out. And I think they do a spectacular job of bringing a lot of the already excellent writing to life. Let's be real. Y'all. And this is, this, is, this is to, you know, people that watch anime. Um... You know, sure I know where I'm going with this. Are we doing this? Yes, we're doing this. Because I got to say All right. it. I got to say it. Go ahead. So, when it comes down to watching anime, or just like just Japanese, and like just the Japanese stuff in, in general, you, you, I feel like some people feel like they have to watch it, you know, in Japanese with, mm -hmm. you know, English subtitles. Like, that, that, that has to be a thing. It doesn't. It really doesn't. You know, mm -hmm. I I feel like certain. I feel like all right, they could be bad dubs. That's a thing. I can acknowledge that I, there are bad dubs. And I feel like that's why a lot of people want to do subs only because there oh. were so many bad dubs there, back in the day. There, exactly. There exactly. There were so, so, so many bad there, ones. There, there are, but it's twenty twenty one. Yeah, the it, dubs it, aren't even bad anymore. That that's what I'm. Right. That's what I was about to say, James. You just meant, say the operative phrase, which is back in the day. Like there were, mm -hmm. like now in twenty twenty one, where we have like Funimation, who produces like consistently some of the best dubs like ever, um, with high quality voice. Yes, actors high quality that voice. Care actors. about the material. Yeah. And and there's great translations with the scripts. So, like, there's, you know, there's no excuse at this point. And they're even doing simul dubs at this point. So, like, if you're a dub fanatic, like, you can watch the, the dub the same day that they're releasing in Japan. Like, there's no excuse now. I kind of roll my eyes at this whole debate nowadays because it's like, dude, you're not, like, actually consuming any dubs 
to me because like there are far more good dubs nowadays than there are bad dubs. At this point, if you're trying to argue with me about dubs and subs, at this point, in my eyes, you're the same person that's not wearing deodorant to smash one. I think that, 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 that Venn diagram is just a circle. It's <laughs> just one at circle. At this point, I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it. Mm. It's okay to like subs. It is. It's okay to like dubs. Yeah, exactly. But just, you know, consume your media, watch your anime. Exactly. Wear your deodorant, yeah, please. Take a shower. Oh, <laughs> shower first. Wash, wash your ass. <laughs> shower. Do that part first, then deodorize. There you go. Yeah, and, and, and then come at me about dumps mm-hmm. and subs. <laughs> you gotta smell right first. You gotta smell right first. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't get an audience. Yeah. <laughs> But um, last thing I had a chance to sort of uh, play, we, we I guess in the span of a week, we've played this twice. I played this with, yeah. uh, with Rod. But uh, the Master Chief Collection, you know, we're we're jump we're we're jumping into Halo. Yep. We are gonna we, we've committed to to playing all the games. Leading yeah. Up to, leading up to Infinite. So James, you know, if, if you want to, because I think these games are also these are four player. Um, one those. one and two are two players. Everything else is four. Okay. <gasps> This is fine. Oh, I mean, it, we can mix and match. Like, you know, it, Chris, I want you to get that experience since you already committed formally. Like, because I'm already going through them, like, on normal. I would love to play Legendary, mm-hmm. but, like, if you guys want to hop in together, get through some levels, do it. Let's let's get it. Like, I'm, I'm down. I just want to get through this franchise for sure. Yeah, so... Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, so we're we're, we're doing this. We're doing this on legendary because you know when we're when we're setting up the room, Roddy. We're like, all right, so what are we doing? We, you know, we're just playing through this normally. Immediately, he I, like he was like, oh, legendary. So we're doing this. <laughs> the option was already selected. I didn't even finish already the statement. Selected. Yeah, and I don't know what it was. You know, we were talking about the flow states earlier in the episode. Yes, and mm-hmm. you know, the our first night playing was rough. Yeah, um, I think we. I think we essentially got through what two levels and like uh three. So I would say it was rough towards the end. We were doing well for the first two levels, and then we died a lot on that third level. We spent like an hour and a half almost on on that. Ooh. Yeah. So when we came back the second night, which was like a couple you know nights later, um, I don't know what happened. I, I think yep. it's something just something just turned on. Yep. Um, and you know the the Ultra Instinct music was playing in the background the whole night, and just. You know, I, I just flipped the switch and like we just went yeah. straight through this level. Yes, this straight level through. I was kicking our, that was kicking our mm. ass. The night yeah. Before. Yeah. We we had to even replay mm. that level because we lost our progress. So I was like, should we skip the level or should we just redo it? Chris was like, let's redo it. I was like, down. I'm down. So we did, and and really didn't even die until like past the halfway point, like once. Okay. Uh, don't know what happened. I could have sworn Chris was playing without me, which would have been fine, you know. Just be honest about it. I wasn't. I really, I really wasn't. So, so I was thinking about that. I was like, damn, like what, what is it that sort of like got me? Because all, all it is is just. I think it's more or less the me like like doing more pacing because like me playing Ghost of Tsushima mm. uh, me like sort of dabbling trying to get back into um, Demon Souls and like all these like you know you know hard quote unquote hard games so, like I've noticed it's all about like just patience it's all about like you know just just 
just going with the flow and just being smart. And that's sort of mm-hmm. what I took into it. And we, you know, we, we got, we, we did a damn good we job. we crushed it. Got the dub. We crushed it. We went we went through I think two levels in just over an hour or something like that, which is okay. insane. That is actually insane. We did not even die all that much, really. So yeah, shout out to Chris Ooh, on that. Um, but yeah, we were Spartans have come to play. Uh, we really have though. We really have. Um, we've been I mean, going at, through. I was gonna say at one at one point like we're like. I was starting to sh- we're, we're showing off at one point. Like, <laughs> I think we're, we're like just you know flanking enemies. I, I think at one point we surrounded like an elite. Um, yeah. I think like you did you, you whoop you, the elite? Yes. Yes. So, yes. We. So, so, so like, he runs in and like goes in for the melee and like I come from behind and like jump in melee and it was it, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. Whoop Rico. A, Good time. A real bro moment. Um, I would also say that like we're, if we haven't clarified, we we are talking about Halo Combat Evolved, so like that original Halo. Um, so we're mm-hmm. we're doing them in order, um, and it's been a great experience. I love this game. I love Combat Evolved. In fact, this was my favorite Halo. I guess I'm not sure if I'll feel differently like after I get through all the games, but this was my favorite Halo for for ever, really. And it's 20 years old come November. Um, and it's amazing Ugh. how I know, I know. It hurts me too. <laughs> um, and it's it's amazing to me how certain parts of this game do feel dated, but other parts really don't. Like, the precision and some of the level design is, like, really immaculate. And even the AI is clever. Like, when you're playing on Legendary, the enemies flank. They evade grenades. Like, they duck and weave grenades when you throw them. So they're not just, like, walking targets. Um, It's really incredible. You know, that was something I remember, like, really standing out when I first played Halo. Mm -hmm. Like, watching the enemies react to stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. There yeah. was this one Even, hallway that was like super narrow, and me and Rod are like, "All right, bet we're just gonna throw grenades down this hallway." Tell me why the elites like jumped, like jumped onto like the sides and like rolled up <laughs> and completely dodged and like ran ran down and tried to melee us. Yeah, and there were several grenades in that hallway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm curious, Chris, like about your experience because you haven't talked about it yet up to this point like what you felt kind of going through this franchise because you're coming at it not really being not having like played through these games like i have i've played through these games dozens and dozens and dozens of times um yeah, so for for me i've always like i've played through the halo games like i've, I've mm-hmm. played through all of them at least once except for five i don't think i've ever finished five mm-hmm. um but yeah so like i i have like a very like vague memory of everything so when you're know, with us going through it you know you're like oh do you remember this i'm like uh remember the beach. Um, <laughs> i know i feel i feel so annoying when we're i feel so annoying when we're playing it because i'm just like almost like a halo historian going like oh yes they're modeling infinite off of this map and like i'm such a <laughs> fucking dork but like i and i can even recite uh, like voice actor lines perfectly it's like that's how intimately i know combat evolved do you know like the the year of certain events like do you have like a list of years oh <laughs> no i'm not that good i wish i was that okay. good no no that's next that's next no, but, like, <laughs> when I, when it was, I feel like that's it's a really good experience because you're you're pointing out like like you know trivia and like tidbits like the like the the thing about linda at the beginning of the game oh right like, yeah like, never known mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. yeah the extra ride is like playing like the director's cut yeah, basically playing the <laughs> cut. 
Okay. I, I try not to be annoying. I apologize, Chris, to you in advance. <laughs> like, I just... I, no, that sounds informative. I like it. <laughs> I I really, truly do love Combat Evolved so much. It, it's seminal to to console FPSs, like, in, just in general, you know? I was telling Chris, like... I mean, you guys know this. I don't have to tell you guys this. You you, you know this. But, like, the, the, regenerative, the regenerative um shields that ha- happened in Halo, like, that was not really a thing in console games at that point like not in shooters in general really um i think there was like maybe similar mechanics ish but it wasn't really implemented heavily until that point in time so um yeah i I really appreciate aspects like that like uh, these big open sandbox areas like i love that halo really plays in that stuff like the silent cartographer assault on the control room like those are two of like the most legendary console levels created you know, um, it's it's really great. And, and real quick, before we get off of it, can we yeah. talk about the music? Oh man, yeah. If we must. Oh yes. There's something about like this this game's music that so far, like you know, when did this game come out? Like 2000... 2001. 2001. November okay. 2001. Yep. When I say this music still slaps, like that's an understatement. Like that next day. Actually, no, before I even went to sleep that night, I was like, you know what? This music's going on my workout playlist. <laughs> Quanging and banging to some Halo? Listen, it's it, to me, I, I I do a thing where I, um, I pair like, music with like memories and like just like different feelings. So like when, you, when it comes down to like, video games and like, having certain moments, and like, I have like, memories of those moments... I could use that as like extra energy to sort of like pump me up. So uh, it's it's you know this game's music is is really good. It's iconic. It's something that I feel I'm, I'm what I'm really looking forward to is going through all these games and sort of seeing the evolution of the music and seeing how like like the like the like the Halo theme for the most part stays consistent yeah. in all the games. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So I, I just I, I can't wait to sort of like play through and sort of see the different variations of the theme. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you even you see that even in Halo Two, um, like the you'll, you'll you'll notice it immediately. Like similar motifs, like will play like the choir, the drums. Like Halo, I was telling you, Chris. Like there's a there's a, a running theme throughout this music where it's like military type horns or strings like that sound almost regal as if it's like the human element and then like the tribal drums that kind of represent the covenant or the alien species like that's that's the kind of intricacy that is it just permeated throughout the soundtrack uh, i love it man this is one of the uh, we said it already but it's like one of the all-time great soundtracks for sure yeah so yeah so you know i'm, I'm gonna drop my playthrough like you know like we said, this is gonna be like our our group activity up yep. until uh, Infinite coming out, and of course we'll be playing through Infinite. I think I think at some point, if I could fi- like just find a, like a, a good night that I could just like commit to, I could I, I, we could stream some some of this, you know, for everyone to see, see our exploits. Yeah, because like we I, we hmm. see some funny stuff. It's, it's, Constantly, of course, we're, we're recording or at least streaming when some of the stuff's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One hundred percent. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what I have for um, what you've been playing, and we can go ahead and jump into the news. And you know, staying on the theme with you know 
Microsoft, Xbox. Let's talk about a couple of things going on with uh, Microsoft that's been in the news over this past mm. week. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with Microsoft rebranding Xbox Live to the Xbox Network. How do y'all feel about that? I mean, I'm going to miss uh, just calling it live. I'm probably still call it live for the longest time. But, I mean, I understand where they're coming from. At this point, we've established Xbox as a brand now. It's not just a game console. Mm-hmm. So, it was a change, I guess, that was necessary. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Xbox Live is much more distinguished than Xbox Network. I, I do associate, you know, Network with PlayStation because of PSN. Um, mm-hmm. Not to say that they can't be similar, but, you know, that's just... I think it's just more of a... I don't want to say bland, but it generic. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's like more a little more generic. Um, Xbox Live just had like a nice ring to it. You know, it had a very. It just felt nice coming off the tongue. Um, I'm almost more interested in just knowing what this means because is there going to be so they're going to roll at least as far as my understanding goes. They're going to roll like gold. Like that vernacular away from the live segment, right? Like, so Xbox Network encompasses everything. Like, I don't know if they're going to have like a gold or an ultimate or whatever is coming down the pipeline. Like, what does that mean operationally within Microsoft? That's kind of like what I'm curious about. And I don't know what that means yet at this time. I mean, but let's be real though. If you own an Xbox and you're not using Ultimate, you're not using Game Pass. On, what what that. are you doing? Do you really own an Xbox? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you That's doing? That's a good question. That's true. So, you know, I think I think this, you know, the, the writing has been on the wall for a while now. You know, we've seen uh, like the changes for the like just Xbox Live Gold, right? Over the past couple of months, um, we're seeing like all of these things that they're adding on to. Uh, ultimate that you know at the end of the day I I can I can see a price hike and I'm I'm expecting a price hike but with everything that we've gotten with and well they I'm tried to they, they tried to give it to us more money I'm, I'm not saying I, I want to spend more money but when it happens I'll understand yeah that hmm. I mean they tried to do the price hike already but they were denied by everybody because it was a ridiculous fucking move. They wanted to pay. They wanted to charge sixty bucks for six months. I think, right? Mm, something like that. No, wait. That was just for gold. I think. Yeah, that was the ridiculous part. It was just for gold. Yeah. I can only imagine ultimate would have been higher at that point. Um. So I mean, they've already tried it. They're gonna probably make up that. Like, I don't think that Microsoft is gonna say, "Oh yeah, I guess we're not gonna try to get more money." Then I think. I think they will. They'll try to make that up on the back end somewhere. I, I just don't know where. If they're not going to just do a straight up price hike, you know, where where do they make that up at? I mean, these these acquisitions aren't cheap. Like they have to accrue some of this revenue elsewhere somehow. I just don't know what this name change has to do with it quite yet. But I guess we'll find out. We I mean, we know they're changing the infrastructure to some degree because of uh, other news that just released too. So. Wait, so, hold on. 
So, sort of leading into this, like, next bit, you know, this is, right as of right now, it's sort of just, you know, hearsay, sort of just rumors. You're right. But, you know, there's, there's you know, rumors that Microsoft is trying to acquire Discord. Um, that's huge. Yeah, and I feel like we should clarify, too, that they're in talks with Discord. Discord, Discord has, like, they're pretty much going to sell. Like, that's established. They're going to sell to someone. Microsoft is one of those parties in, in the talks. So someone else could come to the table with a counter offer or just an offer in general. Um, mm-hmm. So that's an important distinction to know. I think a lot of people are thinking like Microsoft is outwardly, like they're the only, they're the sole purchasers right now. Like that's not, that's not the case. We don't, we don't know that at the moment. Maybe Amazon buys them. Yeah, I hope and that's, not. That's, that's what I was going to ask next was who, who, who would compete? Who would like step up and say, here, we'll drop more money on the table. Yeah, I, I mean, I would have said Google, <laughs> but I don't know anymore. <laughs> Shout out to our mod subject T. Uh, she just said that God, I fucking hope it's not Facebook. Christ, <laughs> I agree. I hope it's not Facebook because you know uh, I, I told you guys a couple episodes ago. You know, I went on a social media cleanse, and mm-hmm. like during that cleanse, could not use my headset. So fuck Facebook. <sighs> that was that was that was frustrating time. Frustrating time. That's a really stupid reason. Yeah, but uh, oh, then there's Amazon. Amazon is also. Yep. I can see that. Yep, uh, they're trying to launch their they're trying to launch their cloud thing, right? Uh, whatever. What is what is that called? I don't know. Whatever their uh, cloud Luna. services. Luna. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah, Luna. Hmm. So here's a, here's here's the question: If another you know gaming company, you know, of course, Sony or Nintendo, if they were to step Epic. in... Or, or Epic. That'd be weird, but... Or Epic, you're right. Um, right. Who, who would you want to, you know, buy Discord over Microsoft? Honestly, if we're going with game companies, Nintendo, please. <laughs> For the good of us all. <laughs> For the good of everybody, please. <laughs> Buy Discord. For, oh my! That's and don't make it a separate app. Incorporate it into your system. Why do we have to have this conversation with you? See, and that's precise. It's right there. See, that's precisely why Nintendo won't do it because it makes so much sense. Oh, like that's that's the thing. Like that it, that'd be great. One unified communication tool within their platform would be that would do wonders for their. I mean, they can still have the mobile app if they want to, but why not have both? Yeah. Subject just brought up a good point. Um, so with Twitch, uh, you know they they're owned by Amazon. So a lot of Twitch streamers use Discord. So it'd be an ideal buy for them. I agree. Mm-hmm. That makes it makes sense. It makes the most. And sense. the color branding matches. Hmm. It's all there. Yeah. So. A lot of things people don't understand too is that like Discord is never it was never profitable, it's never expected to be profitable. That's another thing too. A lot of people are going like, "Well, why is Discord selling?" Oh my god. Like, no, uh like the 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 people who run Discord have always like they've said for the last few years now that like they never expected to be actually profitable. This is the way for them to actually recoup on on their costs for the, over the last, you know, several several working years like they've been around for a while um and they want to cash out 
which I mean, ten billion is a lot. That is a lot of money. It's not. That's not cheap. Uh, that's yeah. more than the Bethesda acquisition from Microsoft that they just finished completing over the course of months, six months. So uh, it, it's Discord a pretty big. Yeah, Discord is giant. They they fundamentally like sort of change uh, just voice chat, right? And and chat rooms <clears throat> and you know, there's like especially like over the you know the time that we've been going through this pandemic. The amount of like mm-hmm. just regular people that I've like overheard them talking about like their Discord servers for, yep. um, I've heard people talk about like having D and D Discord servers. I've heard mm-hmm. of um, just random stuff like at like at like at work. I heard some lady talk about like her Discord server that she has with like her like work friends and like they, they sort of I don't know like they, yep. they they like everyone's using it now. It's, yeah. I feel like it's like the updated Slack. Um, people don't really like- these. These are like the aim chat rooms. Yes. Uh, of the early yeah, internet. Honestly, yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, something else I, I do want to clarify too is that with I feel like when we talk about Microsoft and the sale, too many times people are talking about Xbox. I don't think that we really should. Like, I think it will be mm-hmm. in that equal. I think it'll be in that ecosystem of like live. But I if they if they acquire Discord, if. Um, I think they're using it for PC infrastructure solely. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, that's the new Skype. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, it's the new te- new, teams. new teams. Good God, oh. kill teams, kill it dead with fire. Uh, I where I work with teams. It is not good. <laughs> it is okay. not good. Um, it is. So you want to talk about like a different form of Slack? Teams is like the shitty version of almost anything. Um, maybe even shittier than well, maybe not shittier than Skype. Skype's pretty bad nowadays. Um, but yeah, hopefully that would replace everything on PC, and you would integrate it with live on PC. But I would think that they are focused on that aspect of the business because you have to think bigger than the box, like the console box. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what I, I keep hearing that a lot when I'm seeing talk about the sale of like you know what's Xbox going to do with it, but it has so much more to do than just with your home console. Uh, box. You know, uh, subject was saying just uh, just fix Skype, or or they could just buy Discord. Or they could just buy Discord. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's like really easy for people to sit back and say, "Hey, just fix this thing that fucking sucks." But like, you know, Skype's been around for a very long time. It's not just as simple as like throwing a bunch of engineers at something <laughs> and like lame way out. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it's it's funny, and I am laughing. It is funny, but like, it is genuinely more difficult to do that. I'm not saying that like, and I'm not advocating. I'm not sitting here advocating for, you know, and, and subject and I we talked about this like in our text chat. Like, you know, I'm not advocating for consolidation among you know these large corporations but i get why you would make an acquisition like that to strengthen your brand to embolden it in certain ways like oh yeah it's it's not there there are plenty of chat tools out there discord has a large chunk of like the the gaming enthusiast circle so it, but it's not it's by no means a monopoly uh right you know like, why go through all the effort of having to rebuild something that already people don't have faith in exactly you're you could just buy the best game in town you buy it you get the mind share you don't just get like you're not just buying the software you are but you're also buying like the mind share that's associated with your product mm-hmm. um i'm i'm also surprised that you know microsoft or sony have haven't like made some sort of um, 
like done like some sort of sort of like partnership because at this point you know the the PlayStation party chat system is, is broken it's trash is I it ever want to use it to, to, it's all, all I think it's it's, it's clunky better. it is clunky I would agree with that I would agree with that it's like needlessly so yes I would agree with that I, I think it it works like there's nothing wrong with it like on a on a technical level you have issues with party chat I mean, yes. we've had issues in party chat. Oh, okay. Huh. I mean, us as a group, Roddy. <laughs> Have we? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I haven't experienced too much like since I switched over to the, the PS5 and like the OS and stuff. I don't like that it's consolidated with like, like you can't just invite people to groups anymore. You have to like kind of make these message groups first. I don't like that. Like they're almost like mm-hmm. rooms that you have to kind of be in specifically. I don't like that. So I agree with your assessment, James, of it being clunky. And that we're not getting invites when they're being sent out either. Oh, okay. Sure, 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 sure. I was gonna, we were playing like Risk of Rain, I think. Uh, I think Scott Scott Pilgrim too. That too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. So. Sure. Yeah. So what has his problems? Yeah. yeah so, I don't know well, Discord to fix that, but hey. Yeah. At least with Discord, like if you're trying to like link up with someone on the PC, I guess that's always been like super smooth for me. But then yeah. again, there's, mm. so, there's so many moving pieces on the PC. That's yeah. hard to really say. Um, yeah, that's not that's unfair. That that is a way. Was, oh, go ahead, Chris. Because I was, I was gonna say like I I am specifically remembering like when me and James were playing through like the Streets of Rage games. Yeah. And I was like, oh wait, I have you know, you know, I have what was like the Sega Genesis collection. And we mm-hmm. could just, we could just share play it, and how like seamless that was. But you know that was that was more or less on Steam's and the Discord. You know I remember us being that's in true. Discord. We're in a Discord call, but yeah, that was all Steam. And that was and it was it was really it was that really was smooth. scary smooth. Yeah. Like oof, yeah, I need and, that again. And, and and pretty much what we did there was it it was essentially like my PC like doing share play, but at the same time like letting us both play like co op. So it, local, yeah, yeah. So essentially, like you could play local games um, through Steam, like through the internet. Yeah, you know, you, would, you just reminded me of something too that they would get by acquiring Discord is that hmm. Microsoft specifically is the picture in picture, like the ch- chat, the not the chat party, but the, like the the share play stuff. Like share play is a giant giant benefit of being on that PlayStation network like that you don't have on Microsoft's machine, right? Like that's not something you could do on an Xbox. Uh, but with Discord, you can easily like see... Oh, what's up, James? I didn't think about that. Yeah, like you can get the ability to to watch other people's gameplay through a share play screen on Discord, uh, which I think they could easily integrate. That is one benefit for the box, like if, if that's what they decided to do. That's their tech right there if they wanted it. Um, cause that's, that's a huge benefit. I think socially the PlayStation has, I would give it the advantage for that specifically. There are a lot of cool features like the L, the, the looking for group feature on, on Xbox. That's neat. But I, I do think that like socially PlayStation network has those like share play options that is really hard to beat, really hard to beat. Yeah. And sort of like quick shameless plug before we jump off. Of yeah. The, you know, new story. We do have a Discord server. We haven't been on the Discord server in a while, but we do have one. You know, if you're listening on our Twitch channel, just you know, it's it's somewhere down there. Just click on the link. There's some good people in there. Yeah, you know, we have um, we we've had some game nights, so I want to do that again. You know, playing yeah. Jackbox, um, and then 
Uh, we also have like this. I don't know, like I don't know, how, like why I installed it, but like there's like this uh, a patch bot. Like whenever there's like a major patch for like a big game, mm-hmm. it'll pretty much like send out a notification and let you know what's in it. It's That's useful. It's very useful. Yeah. Game updates, gaming deals. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all on here. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, go ahead and join in. Uh, let's let's get this community back going. Because it was, it, was, it, was, it was always fun, you know, interacting with you guys. Yeah. So let's, let's definitely jump back into that. You know, uh, have some fun before Nintendo buys it and makes it not fun anymore. <laughs> Friend and, codes for everyone. <laughs> speaking about P- and speaking about companies buying uh, other companies, let's talk about Sony purchasing Evo. Who, who had that on their 2021 bingo card? Who had it? Subject, did you have that on your bingo card? James, what Anyone? You? Never. No? I don't think that bingo card exists. Yeah. But, so, yeah. Rod, Rod, I think you could, you could explain this a little bit more of, like, what this sort of means. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what does this mean for Evo now that Sony uh, has purchased it? Uh, the main thing that I think about is a couple things. So, like, the cynical part of me is like, well, now they're just going to get free advertising for all their things, which I do think is, is probably going to happen. Um, but I do think that is, like, I don't think that's necessarily a, a downside to everyone. Um, it is kind of weird that, like, there's a vested interest now in this global thing that brings in all of these different games and publishers. But, like, there's definitely a like a specific slant that's kind of with that it's like if you it's like it's like here in georgia with the election and like uh a couple years ago we had a governor's race particularly where one person was running that governor's race (laughs) essentially and not it wasn't it wasn't a free election basically It, it feels similarly like in that in that instance now However, I will say that the advantage to something like this is that now Evo has all of these resources. They have the might of a huge entity like a Sony to be able to pump uh, you know, all these resources into their events. So bigger prize pools potentially, um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of different events that they can host, uh, bigger venues, bigger advertisers, potentially publishers generally do like working with um, – you know, Sony, like a lot of these fighting game publishers, uh, they, in fact, they were actually like, this was super surprising. I agree with James, not on my bingo card at all. I woke up to this news shocked essentially. Um, but essentially not also not wholly surprised only because like Sony last year had an event, like a side event for Evo where they hosted a bunch of games like Mortal Kombat uh, and and a few other things. I think it's Street Fighter was in there, but they had like their own little tournament that they kind of had over PlayStation Network. So mm. they've, Sony has been involved in the scene specifically for quite a while. Um, so I mean, it's it's good for that. I'm actually looking forward to seeing what comes of it with all this newfound money. And I think our, our mod subject, she did make a great point. Uh, it like in our little group text about. This is good timing because Mr. Wizard had a lot of problems <laughs> over the last year. And yeah. they needed a new face. They needed a, something, uh, another entity backing it, so rather than him. And I think they made, you know, they made a choice. They made a good choice, I think. I don't, I don't fear that, like, this is going to go bad. I understand people's hesitance towards it, but I don't think that, like, people, Smash can be there. Killer Instinct can be there. Like, all these games that are, uh-oh, James, you, you look like... <laughs> 
Uh oh. I don't know. You don't think so? I I think that means they got to play ball with the other two companies, and Microsoft more willing, most likely more willing than Nintendo to play ball with Smash. I want to say that they confirmed at this point. I'll see if I can find some like evidence of this, but I thought I had seen that all platform holders would be welcome to like basically showcase any major events like that. Well, I'm sure they would be welcome, but would they want to? Is the thing. Nintendo has a track record of like killing their own, like killing tournaments. All right. Just that like, aren't just, run by them, exactly. right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you guys are right. I mean, honestly, it, it is. It's dubious. Like I just said, it, it's super dubious. Like to have this this entity that has vested interest heavily towards their own products and like kind of have them represented. But I mean, like if you could spend somebody else's money, you know, for your own gain, I could see why that would be beneficial. But you, you guys are right. Ultimately, like we'll we'll have to just kind of see what comes of this. Mm. Do you think this may even lead into just, like, a different type of evil altogether? Like, does it go from being this once-a-year thing to doing something like maybe, like, a uh, a quarterly tournament series or mm. whatever? Mm. I mean, PlayStation hasn't been doing that. Like, they, like, I still get notifications of, like, Mortal Kombat tournaments that they're still running. Yeah. Like, yeah. all the mm. time. So, yeah, Street Fighter. And that it just have a name to put it under. Yeah, Street Fighter does that too. Like kind of on their own. Capcom holds like their quarterly cup. I think you probably know about this, right? Like they do like seasons beatings and like final round. Like all those mm-hmm. are like kind of I would say quote unquote qualifiers for the Street Fighter Grand Finals in in Evo. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, to answer your question, I I think it's possible. I do believe that Evo will still be. This is my personal opinion. I do think it'll be a, like a one-time-a-year event still. But, hey, they could do some sort of like quarterly you know, uh, finals or something like that to sort of weed out certain people and like kind of create like a title card match for some of their mm-hmm. top games. I could see it. I could see it. I mean, just with how big esports have become, yeah. I'm kind of surprised the fighting games aren't even a little bit bigger. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And that might be Sony's way of like kind of an in, in a way, so... Yeah, I think you guys make good points. You know, it's 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 gonna be interesting to see sort of where this goes. You know, they're still doing uh, Evo Online, so that will be uh, taking place August sixth through eighth, and then the thirteenth through the fifteenth. Yeah, entry is gonna be free, so that's for players in North America, Europe, Asia, Latin America, and um, so far they have Tekken Seven, Street Fighter Five. Mortal Kombat 11 and Guilty Gear Strive in an open format. So, cool. Um, I, I guess if they have anything else, it may be sort of off to the side. Um, oh, they couldn't do Smash on that anyway. Trash, exactly. Smash on would be terrible. Exactly. So, um, hmm. yeah, we, we will see sort of like where this goes. And it's cool to see that, you know, the entry is free for Evil Online because, hmm. you know, Online gaming right now, or at least with like the fighting games, isn't the best like across the board. Like there's been some like Strive is great. Strives. Strive is great. Yeah, <laughs> great strives. <laughs> but um, you know, it, it, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with stuff like Nintendo and like you know with Smash Brothers. Um, I'm not hoping for that. This might be that push to make it like a standard. Yeah. You know. See, but but the point, real question is. Yeah. Does this mean we're getting PlayStation All Stars too? Oh man, that would be the announcement. You go ahead and put that on your <laughs> the <laughs> evil that, announcement. That would be. I'm putting it the on the announcement. Bingo card. Oh man, 
PS All Stars 2. You guys and your All Stars. I hope you get it for your sake. You guys have been talking about this for a long time. I hope you guys get it. Oh, I, I fully expect to never see that game again. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope that, that maybe we get it. Oh man, man! I want it. I want it so bad for you guys. Like it's, it's not. It was a fun time. It it had its problems, but it was fun. (laughs) (laughs) What else is is coming up, Chris? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, Um, let's let's talk about all right. So, uh, still sticking with the Sony news. I'm gonna jump around and do this one next. Let's talk about the PlayStation 3, Vita, and PSP store shutting down. Ah, sad day. Yes, sad day. Mm. So what that means is, I think you have a couple months. Yep. A month. Yep. A uh, month. A month or two, I think. Let me see. When is it? Yeah, in a few months. Uh, so the PSP, PS3 stores will be closing on July 2nd. And then a Vita store will stay open until August 27th. So after those dates, you will no longer be able to purchase digital copies of games or DLC for any of those consoles. So I'm assuming that you won't even be able to download. Like, you can't purchase, absolutely. But downloading is likely a no-go. Yeah. Even if you've purchased. That's that digital future. That's that digital future. So That's scary, man. It's, yeah. Yeah, how do you feel? I, I'm curious. I'm gonna pop. I'm just gonna pop my legs up real quick and ask Chris. Well, what do you think about this, Mister Digital? What's up? Talk to me. So, you know, I think this this is definitely like that. That this is the bad side of all digital. Is uh, you know when these things happen, like you don't have access to your library of games. If something happens, all right. So let's say you know you could you could download all this stuff now. So if you if you if you're planning on on preserving your you know your PlayStation 3, PSP, or Vita games, and you have them digitally, go ahead and just buy a hard drive, buy your, your what was it called? Memory? Uh, yeah, good luck finding one of those. Yeah, <laughs> uh, buy, buy one of those, up, you know, download all your stuff. It's sad, because I, I I found my Vita. I don't know where it's, not, where it's at now, so I can't even say I found it, but um, it's sad, because, like, I have, like, a really good like almost a perfect Persona 4 golden playthrough on them. Mm, um, perfect. And like there are just some good games on the Vita. The, Vita's, the, the Vita was a console that I feel like was out before its time. Like, it was just a Switch, bro. It, it's, yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, the tech behind it was actually pretty cool. So sad to sort of see that I won't be able to sort of access that stuff. But here's, but here, but here's like the, 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 the real blackrod answer <laughs> if you're not playing your ps5 right now what are you doing huh if you're not if you're not on that new new what are you doing i'm kidding y'all don't hate me <laughs> i was about to say yeah the answer to that is probably trying to find a ps5 for one right <laughs> yeah, <I> know. <laughs> you know so so uh you know there is a rumor and it's sort of like i guess this rumor is sort of like just now you know making its rounds but uh, people were saying that you know there's a patent that we may see backwards compatibility on the PS5. So whether that means that they're closing these stores so that you could repurchase all this on the PS5, that may be pretty cool. Um, 
Hopefully, if that's the case, that means all of our purchases transfer over and we'll be good. But the thing is, like, for the <clears throat> Vita, though, that makes no sense. Like, I want to ask you guys, like, how seriously... How seriously do you take that rumor? Knowing Sony's stance on backwards compatibility. Oh, I'm not holding my breath at all. I don't think that's going to happen. Nah. I mean, I, I think that would be fantastic. And this is something, this is the point that I meant to bring up with you guys, was that I was browsing the, um, the Xbox store, like, just a few days ago. And uh, I still don't fucking like the layout of that thing, dude. I hate Windows Store. Why don't you just make a new OS? I just don't get it. Um... But anyway, so it was by somebody else. <laughs> right. Um, so I, what I noticed was that I, there was a sale for Splinter Cell. And I was like, oh, yeah, Splinter Cell. I love Splinter Cell. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they had uh, a sale for all Splinter Cell games from the original Xbox. So Splinter Cell 1, Pandora Tomorrow, and Chaos Theory, like that legendary trilogy that they had. Mm. And for like five bucks, I was like, Damn, I'm actually interested in that. And these games were available for me to purchase on my Series X. And I thought about it. I was like, well, why can't I do this for, like, for any of my PlayStation games? Like, I have a PS5. You know, I can play PS4 games, you know, to some degree. I can play most, almost all my PS4 games. That's not a problem. But what if I had a PS1 through 3 game I really wanted to check out? There's, there's virtually no way for me to access those games except through PS Now. Um... And I bring that up only because, like, what we're talking about, first of all, I just don't have any confidence. I don't have any confidence this is going to happen. I, would li- I want to believe. Sony, prove me wrong. I want to believe you. But I just don't think they care or give a shit about backwards compatibility. I don't think they see the same value in it that Microsoft does at the moment. Um, and that's sad because they have a great backlog that I would like to go back and try. And, and, and we all know why. It's because, you know, like you said, they they're the you know the market leaders. They're winning the the race right now. They they don't have to do it, and because they don't have to do it, they won't do it. Hmm. Yeah. So it's you don't think that they've they might have seen what's been going on with Xbox and like you know maybe we should do something. They don't care. I, I, I don't think this race is as cut as dry as last generation was. They're both sold out. I do agree with you, James. I don't think it is. I really think it's much closer um, than it was. I mean, I, granted, neither of them. I think Sony has a few more games on their platform right now, but um, mm-hmm. and most of Microsofts are cooking at the moment. But I do think, like, if with value proposition, I do have to ask. Like, if you would have said last generation, what should I get? Without question, I would have said you should get a place. If you don't have any next gen consoles or current gen, you should get a PlayStation Four because it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, it plays games better, all this other stuff. You know, unless they were like a Halo fan or some shit, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. But other than that, yeah, PS4, for sure. This is not right. as clear cut. This is not... I would have to ask you a, a variety of criteria at this point to get a, a full picture of that. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that you make a good point as well, James, about like you know them looking at Game Pass. I do think they're looking at Game Pass. I don't... I do believe that like they're analyzing what's happening in that space and seeing like okay what can we do to maximize this not necessarily for like gamer goodwill or whatever but like we can get more profit like right from this you gotta maintain your foothold exactly exactly what can we do to like bring that mind share back here because now i'm seeing people kind of say not a lot but I'm, sony is still clearly market leader but um 
But I'm I'm seeing a lot more people go like, you know, I haven't owned an Xbox in a while, or like I've never owned one at all. I'm kind of interested in that Game Pass thing. Like, mm-hmm. I've heard that more and more and more. I just don't think Sony's sitting on their hands right now with this. Like, does this news play into that? I don't know. But it could. Could be. I I think Sony, they they won't do anything until, like, their hand's forced to do it. And we've seen that. We've seen it with cross-play. We've seen it with uh, backwards compatibility. Compatibility. <laughs> like... They don't care. They, they really don't. They'll, they're going to do what they want. They're going to try and profit as much as they can. And, you know, that that's... Uh, I mean, I I don't know. I, as, as much as, like, I, I love my PlayStation, mm-hmm. at the same time, like, Xbox is doing all the right things. So here's the other thing, though. Another um, factor we didn't consider is PlayStation's over here now. Like typical, most like the base of operations are running over here in the states instead of over in Japan. So maybe the mindset's a bit different now too. Hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, again, if you're sitting over here looking at the situation, Microsoft is everywhere, and now you just lost Bethesda games for who knows which ones you don't have anymore. <laughs> like you got to depend on Microsoft to give you a couple more games, so now you need something exclusive. You need something. That's gonna make you stand toe to toe with that, yeah. Because like we've been talking crap about Xbox for a while now, but they're building. Like that tower is gonna mean something sooner or later. Yeah. So, so hmm. yeah, you know, developing story. We'll see what you know this turns into. But to, to round off the the Sony news, you know, this is like actual news, and I'm I'm actually excited. Yeah, I'm actually excited. I wonder why. Because it's some VR news, that's why. There it is. So, PlayStation, they revealed that uh, they have a new controller for the PlayStation VR 2. Yeah. James, you just said, too, the last time you talked about this a couple weeks ago. You were like, I wish they would have showed a controller. You got what you wish for. And boom. Yep, there it is. They heard you. (sighs) Manifesting. So, and and here's, here's what gets me excited, is that... Sony really, they, they, at least as of late, they haven't, they, 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 they hold everything close to the chest. Like, they're not gonna, we literally saw the PlayStation 5, like, a couple months before it came out. Hmm? Make sure it's ready. So, you know, them showing off these controllers, I feel like this PlayStation uh, VR headset may be, like, around the corner. Realistically, because of, you know, production costs and covid and just how the gaming industry is like right now i i can't see this coming out this year hopefully i would say you know maybe hopefully like a like a holiday thing if that would be if, if that was possible but you know we, we won't see this until like the earliest maybe uh summer of next year maybe summer spring. 2022 you think yeah, yeah i think summer I agree 2022 with that. maybe spring depending on how things look yeah. Um, mm. I mean, we see we're seeing the controllers. Uh, they're they're showing their vested interest in uh, virtual reality. You know, they're still, you know, d- you know, pushing out games. They're still developing games. They're still updating games too. So it's it's it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna, you know, you know, audio listeners. I'm sorry. Um, you know that you can't see it right now, but I'm about to try. I'm gonna put it on the on the screen, and. 
I think this thing looks pretty cool. I do too. I like it better than the wand design. Yeah, so... You know, when the first PlayStation VR came out, and they decided to go with the Move controllers, I thought it was a joke. I was like, y'all, like, what are you doing? You know, uh, I... It would have been better to have, like, actual, like, you know, VR controllers, but, you Mm -hmm. know, it, it worked, you know... It, it worked for what it was. Um, I will say that the the move controllers are like the like by far the worst virtual reality controllers out there. Um, just because like just the like button wise, you know, there aren't enough buttons. Um, it's not really it wasn't really built for virtual reality. But these are different. These are um, essentially think your Valve Index type of controller where you're going to have like these extra sensors where you'll be able to uh, like the game's going to see your your fingers it's going to see you know the the shapes that your fingers are making um of course with this being a PlayStation 5 thing uh we're going to see the adaptive triggers which mm-hmm. I hate the adaptive triggers like as soon as the really? game, as soon as the as soon as the game gives me an option huh. to turn them off I turn them off interesting but it- you know, for the, for the people that like it, you'll have it for your virtual reality games. James, I mean, yeah. James, do you like the adaptive trigger? It varies from game to game. Hmm. So, like, when I first started The Vengeance, I didn't talk about this. They have adaptive triggers on there, too. Hmm. And, like, for Hulk, it was kind of cool. And, like, for a little bit playing, like, um... Kate, it was okay. That draw of the bow, it was nice. But after a while, I turned it down. And after a while, I turned it off. Hmm. It kind of just depends on, like what kind of gameplay you're going to be going for. Because I'm going to be shooting a lot. I don't need to fight the entire time I'm playing my video game. Exactly. Mm. And, like, and those are the games I turn it off on. So, like, when uh, like Call of Duty immediately turned it off once I realized I could turn it off. Borderlands mm. 3, once I, you know, started playing, I was like, oh, shit, what did my controller break? Oh, no. It's the adaptive controller. Or the adaptive That's actually controller. kind of fun, man. That one, I'll give it to you. Because every gun feels so different. Gro- Wait, really? Yes. Having to charge a gun versus firing off a Jacobs, gonna, it's a... Um, you're not going to talk me into trying it out. I'm going to try this. <laughs> it's free! You already have it! <laughs> but but growing, growing up, where I didn't have the luxury of getting new controllers, that the feeling of, like, these controllers, like, just being, like... It's just... It's like a grit. It's like mm-hmm. something feels broken. That's why you got to turn down the sensitivity, like Chris. I don't like it. That's just like your locomotion settings. It's the same thing. Mm. That that's actually the feature. Well, part that and the haptic feedbackers like are the two features that make me want to play more games on PS5. Honestly, it's because you you don't get that feeling on the uh, or anywhere else really. Like I, I think those are defining features. But I do understand though. Like I, I don't hear that and go, oh my god, what do you mean? Like I actually understand what you guys are talking about. I just don't know if it's affected me as much. Maybe I just need to play like a game for like. 20 hours with it on. Maybe I'll feel that way. Play, I feel like... Play Call I of Duty you'll be sick of it after like 30 minutes. Okay. I feel like it's, it's one of those features that's going to be best on the first party software. Okay. So, of course, when like Horizon comes out and you got a War comes out, I'm going to try it. Right. Ratchet and Clank, I think, is going to be the big one. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep it on for that one. Yeah. See? Yeah. I'll definitely keep it on for that one. But yeah, yeah these, these controllers look dope. Um, it's about time they, they step into 2021. 
stuff. Also, why can't my controller be Matt Black? That, that, that man. Get, uh, one thing about the VR set, I'm really, I'm actually really excited about that um, with the features and everything that they're talking about. The only thing, man, the only thing is that goddamn cord, man. That cord. The fact that it's not going to be completely wireless. I was really hoping that they would somehow be able to do that. And I know, like, the technology is probably much too advanced for them to, to be able to fully do it wireless. But, man, I was really hoping. I was really hoping it would be. Because, like, that, that's... I'm, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, the guys over at Oculus could, like, get, like, just... The, the games that they're getting to run on the Oculus Quest yeah. to run and, like, run well... Mm-hmm. But PS5 quality, though, like... Well, I mean, the magic upscaling, it might be possible now. No, 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 no. So here's the thing. So with mm-hmm. how, like, just the streaming technology works... Yeah. With, with your Oculus... So with your Oculus headset, you could essentially stream your PC, you know, VR stuff to the Oculus Quest. Yeah. So you're getting, you're getting PC-level uh, VR wirelessly on the Quest. You're talking about virtual desktop, right? Yeah, through virtual desktop. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and that's... Okay, well, then the that is, makes... The tech is here. The tech is here. So then that makes it worse for Sony. <laughs> like, what... Uh, like, I, I just... That is the thing. Because, like, I'm so excited for this. I do... I don't know if I love it as much as you, Chris. I think, like, you're the chief VR dude. But, mm-hmm. like, I, I am interested, very interested in this. But the Quest has kind of ruined me for wireless experiences yeah exactly right. like i don't think i can go to a wired experience and have that same level of enjoyment that i would otherwise i just don't think it's possible i think you, you know what i think that they they maybe played it smart maybe down the road they'll you know put out an update put out a patch and you could do the streaming to the headset mm. that would be smart that would be dope. I feel like this. I feel like set the expectation that it's going to be wired at first, right? But then, you know, leave it like just have it set up so that if they want to go ahead and do the wireless, they can do the wireless. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like all right. So you know they so so that's pretty much the story with the you know the PSVR two. Um, so you know, hopefully we'll see stuff soon. Uh, so to round out the show, we're gonna go ahead and talk about this Square Enix showcase. And Excuse me. you know, we, we, we I, I all right. So I think the <laughs> the biggest thing that came out of this, um, mm. I'm not, I'm a, I'm gonna alley oop this, Rod. What was the what was the biggest thing to come out of uh, the showcase? Uh, man, look. All right, you already know. You all already know. I mean, I'm My- a. <laughs> What's up, James? <laughs> I don't know. What do, what do we? What am I supposed to know? <laughs> Man, the biggest thing. I'm a huge, huge don't nod fan. I do. I do like Deck Nine as well, uh, and I'm a huge Life is Strange fan. This was a new game that they announced uh, called Life is Strange: True Colors. I didn't know of this game's existence outside of like I think a day or two before this came out. So I think there was like a mild leak. Uh, where they were like, oh, this is coming out. And I was like flipping my shit going like, what? Um, I have played through the Life is Strange series numerous times. I played the first one like three times. Um, I think I played the other ones only once. But like I, I'm i a giant fan, basically. So any any new Life is Strange title, I will lap up. Uh, tell me why. Was the 10 game 
for for us last year, which was also a don't not joint. Um, Life is Strange True Colors takes place uh, in a small town with a dark secret. Your main character's brother is actually discovered to have been killed, um, and you have to go to uh, explore the mystery in this sun-drenched town, this pastel-colored uh, little small town with all your little colorful characters. Um, and like with your little like uh, indie hipster music, it's great. It's fucking fantastic. I love it. Like immediately as soon as this trailer started, like James was telling me, he was like, "Oh, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this." And I was like, "Probably, probably, yeah." And then as soon as it started, I was like, "Yeah, he was right. He was definitely right. Mm-hmm. He was never gonna be wrong, probably, unless they like really fucked it up." But um, this just looks like such a continuation of what life is strange is to me like you you know what these games are as soon as you get your hands on them um and the hook with this one is that you can feel your like emotions basically like intensely like that sounds kind of lame on paper like when i read about it at first i was like really like that's the power like we could bend time and like you know conjure you know, imagery or like, you know, basically become Superman essentially, but like feeling emotions. But no, the way that this trailer actually She's a Green Lantern, it's awesome. Honestly, it's really, really fucking cool. So like way that they've seen like they've portrayed it in the trailer is that like she will feel these things so strongly that she'll be able to potentially affect the real world around her. So if she's like really upset or angry, she's feeling somebody else's anger, she can actually project that into reality somehow. Um into maybe like a seismic like earthquake or something like something that's very powerful uh visceral on a like very deep level like i'm not gonna lie like i got a little bit dusty in the room like as i was like watching this towards the end i was like damn they really did it they really did it to me in like two minutes um Mm -hmm. i'm really excited about this 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 game looks awesome oh biggest news though is that it's not split into parts it's not episodic there you go it is a full experience like in september i think september 10th i want to say Yep. Um, and you do not have to wait for episodes. I didn't mind the waiting only because, like, I enjoyed the speculation that happened between episodes. But I will say Le- uh, Life is Strange 2 did get kind of crazy with the wait times. You had to wait, like, three or four months for, like, a- the next installment. That was a really long time to wait. Um, so I am kind of interested to see what this is like. Uh, but, yeah, I'm curious what you guys thought about this particularly. I still got to play through all the other games. Like I've, I've I played through Life is Strange one, loved it, mm. and like haven't touched the other ones because when it came down to it, it was you know that weight that killed me. Uh, mm-hmm. When I played Life is Strange one, like it was at a time where I think all of them had just dropped, right? And I think I think I think everything lined up for me to be able to play that game like through its completion like that week. So um, I think I had like that week off or something. But to me, um, I'm I could see episodic working only if the developers like have like the extra time. Exactly. Yeah. So if if this is gonna be like a ten episode thing, have like I don't know, like all the way up to like episode five completed, episode six completed, stagger that like every at least like every couple weeks like two two weeks a month tops and i feel like that will give you enough time to have pretty much have enough time to have that water cooler moment so the the, the best way to sort of explain now to like what i'm feeling is like how everyone feels or felt with wandavision 
Mm-hmm. I I haven't like I haven't really followed a show in a minute that was done in a uh, weekly format. So for you know WandaVision to come out you know every you know every Friday to be part of that conversation uh, every Friday to to avoid Twitter every Friday if I didn't watch it that morning um, like, like stuff like that builds up hype. So yeah, I it builds like, up hype. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like episodic only works if you can build up the hype if you can get you know people yeah hype for it. So if you can't do that, go ahead and just release all the games. And I think that's what they're doing here. Um, yeah, I think it's also good to say it's also important to say that this isn't is, is isn't this isn't don't nod though, right? This it's not. Is. No, it's it's a uh, deck nine. Deck nine did the spinoff Life is Strange game called uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm. That was the prequel to Life is Strange one, um, and it, mm-hmm. it was quite good. It was actually it was quite good. I was surprised. I was very skeptical at first. Um, it was based around Chloe. Um, and I, it was not something I was really enthusiastic about playing because Don't Not didn't do it. Um, and just because a prequel I felt like would kind of not destroy, but sort of tarnish some of like, uh, that character's legacy in a way. I mean, legacy is probably a strong word for a character who was like in one game, but you know what I mean? Like it was, I didn't want it to really ruin a lot about her, but it didn't, it actually informed a lot. It was three episodes. It was done over the course of like a few months, I think. Um, so the wait wasn't bad at all. And it was done very well. You could mistake it for a Don't Not game. It had actually one of my favorite moments in the entire franchise. So I, I fully trust them with this. And by going by this trailer, it seems like they nailed it. Yeah, so I'm excited. Um, do we know whether or not this is going to be a Game Pass thing? I'm not sure. We don't know yet. Uh, tell me why it was day one. Um, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But it's potentially... A day one. I'm going to probably buy it anyway because I want to get the remastered versions, uh, which I didn't even say that. Uh, Life of Strange 1 is getting a remaster as well as Before the Storm. So that is mm-hmm. that is going to be sold separately but also included as a uh, pack-in for the $80 deluxe d- edition. So I will probably buy that. I haven't bought like a special edition of a game ever well that's not true not ever but it's been like over a decade but i will probably get that because i I do want to play that original game with the like updated mocap and all that stuff because if you remember life is strange one fantastic game a little bit rough technically a little bit rough so um (laughs) i would like to improve i would like to play that with the improved uh tech stuff for sure but yeah i'm hyped i really think this game looks cool so yeah, so I, I think that's that was the biggest thing that came out of um, Square, but we do have a couple of other games to talk mm-hmm. about. Um, you know, we got a look at Outriders, which you know we talked about a week ago or two weeks ago when they announced that it was coming to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I think it was two weeks, yeah, about a week ago. Um, yep. That's going straight to Game Pass. Um, if you haven't had a chance yet, go ahead and you know you can download it on your Xbox and start playing like that intro mission. And all right. that carries over to the full game. So, if you're really gonna, if you really have Game Pass, like I, I did, I did the demo on PlayStation, but I'm like now realizing, hey, I'm gonna be playing this on Xbox. Let me go ahead and just do everything all over again on Xbox, but I'll have like my save file. So, that's that's another thing I did during the week. I did that, um, or at least started it. Uh, you know, James, you did talk about, you know, them talking about Marvel Avengers. So, mm-hmm. uh, the new Hawkeye DLC is out. Um, April 1st, so uh, there's that, mm-hmm. or is it out already? Yeah, it launched that day. 
top. Oh, so it's, it's Outriders launching April first, I think. Yes. Yes. April versus Outriders. There we go. They also um, showed off um, Black Panther and Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Not too much gameplay, just a nice little trailer. He looks clean. They did my man right. Nice. But um, then, let me see. The uh, there was a game that was first shown off during PlayStation's uh, the PlayStation June, uh, the June PlayStation. Like it wasn't like it was the PlayStation. It's like a sh- yeah, uh, yeah. I think it was a showcase PS5 yeah. showcase. Uh, it was a game <laughs> called Project uh, Athea. Athea, I think. Yeah. A uh, new title. It's called yeah. Forspoken. Uh, this is an action adventure game starring uh, Ella Belinska as mm-hmm. the protagonist, and she's facing off of, uh, against dragons, other colossal beasts in an untamed land. Uh, we got like a nice sizzle reel of the. Mm-hmm. Uh, locomotion in this game, yep. like how the character moves. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of the Unreal Engine demo that we saw. Oh, way back when, yeah, yeah. Kind of reminded so, me of a uh, Vanquish, to be honest. If you guys remember so that game, the hmm. movement reminded me of Warframe. Oh wow! Okay, sure, yeah. Like a smoother Warframe. Okay. Warframe's pretty smooth, so. Hmm. James's faces. <laughs> I mean, it's an older game. I mean, maybe it's been a while since I played Warframe. Yeah, oh, could so add some updates. Warframe has had a lot of updates. Okay. Warframe, Warframe was like, like for a while when I was pissed off at Destiny, that's what I cheated on. Destiny <laughs> was was, uh, was Warframe. So yeah. Uh, definitely, yeah, definitely check out Warframe. Um. So the most important part of this announcement is that the main character is a black woman. So let's not forget that. Like, that's pretty fucking awesome. And this is a Japanese game. A Japanese-developed game. So, the fact... hmm. I would have never thought that the Japanese would even do something like that. Yeah, she looks good. Like, she looks like a black person would. Like, no exaggerated... It's just the same... It's just her. It's just her. It's just a woman. It's just a woman. I love it. It's great. She actually has, like, good hair. You know what I'm saying? Well, good hair. You know what I mean? Not. Hold on. Let me. Let oh, me. No. Hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. That's not. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I did not mean good hair like that. I did not mean that. I did not mean that. Oh, my God. I did not mean that. I meant, like, like. Oh my god. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about like hair that's Everybody not... heard that. Oh my Everyone god. clip it. <laughs> oh my god. I mean hair Yo, that someone, is like. Someone, someone clip it so I can put this on my TikTok. Uh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, what I, okay, what I mean is that, like, not the, the awful. The character model looks Yes, good. thank you. Like, the, the actual, it's not exaggerated. It's not just like some stereotypical, like, shitty thing of what a, a, a non-black person thinks black hair is that's what i mean like you know what i mean it's not like um what's a really good example of this practically any game with black people in it i would say like most any game with just like fucking four corn rows and like a gigantic comically large afro like that's what i mean like it's not just some like slap together or just like the crew cut or buzz cut or something it's like actually like hair black hair genuine black hair that's a good phrase for it not not good genuine black hair like that's what i like i i really like that um mm. somebody's gonna blow me up over this and i really did not mean that <laughs> <laughs> we know roddy it's okay <laughs> we forgive you right, and then there's also a um a tomb raider definitive uh survivor trilogy 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Hold on now, you skipped over that far too quickly. Because there was like nothing to talk about, right? Like it was just like, yo, here are these three games, 60 bucks, boom. First of all, it's $20 right now. Oh, is it really? The first two weeks is 20 bucks. It'll go up to $50 at the end of next week. Oh, Uh, that's actually a pretty good deal. See? Well, I guess I have yeah. two of them. I, I have two of them, so I guess I can. And it comes them. with all the DLC from all of the games. So yeah, I was just I was just shocked though that like they didn't even say yeah we got it in 4K 60 frames for new gen. Like it was nothing. It was just like yo we just bundled this. Hmm. Wait, so we didn't add any of that? No, it, it's it, just it, the the three games. It's literally together. just the games. That's all. So That's buy it on Xbox, and they'll boost it somehow with their Voodoo magic. Probably no ray tracing, but I mean, like... See, no, the only reason why I wanted to get this on PlayStation was to get my girlfriend to play it. Ah. Uh, mm. She won't touch an Xbox, like, oh, wow. at all. Why not? She, I'll have you ask her that. Oh. <laughs> I got you, bro. <laughs> what? Yeah, she, she will not touch an Xbox, so I guess oh. PlayStation it is. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Well, enjoy. Also, fun fact, if you want to learn how to cook... There's a Tomb Raider cookbook available. <laughs> I don't know. They announced it right before they announced the, the uh, trilogy. I was watching this live. It's weird. For some reason, there's a cookbook. So. So. Him. So, like, like what though? <laughs> like. <laughs> you know, that's a good question. And I wish I knew. Wow. Give me a second. I will find out. But while we look for that, um, if you need more mobile games, there's a Just Cause mobile game. Just Cause, um, I mean, I, I, like, you know, ever since getting the backbone, I've sort of spent more time in, like, the app stores, or sort of just looking at, you know, just mobile games in general. Um, there there are, there are, like, a lot of, like, these sort of, like, knockoff, um, like, Battle Royales, there's a bunch of, like, you know, there's... There's, like, actual video games, like, on these, you know, uh, mobile stores. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's it, you know, it's a matter of time you know, before we got something like this. Um, isn't... No, never mind. I thought um, Final Fantasy, they're the soldier battle royale thing. I think that's regular console. First soldier? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's regular console, but, you know... No, it's on mobile. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I don't know. It is what it is. It's something something new to download. Something new that has microtransactions. Like <laughs> there are people working on this, so like good for them. Never trying to stay positive, but yeah, that's that's pretty much this the the Square Enix showcase. <laughs> um, and that that is the show. That is the show this week. So you know, rolling out the red carpet. What we got this week, James? What you got for us? I don't have a lot this week. Um, glad to have y'all back with us for another week, another show. Shout out to everybody that uh, stopped by the stream in our Twitch chat. Um, remember, we do these live Wednesdays, 9 o'clock-ish, 9, 9.30-ish, you know. And um, that's all I got. Thanks for tuning in. All right. I'm going to follow up with that and say that if you like what you heard, check us out on all of our streaming platforms. We are on Spotify. We're on Apple uh, Podcasts. Uh, if you can give us a comment, a like, or uh, some sort of rating on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. It helps with the visibility, and we really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, so with that, 
we are signing out for another week, guys. You know, just like these guys said, uh, we thank you for tuning in live. Thank you for following or watching, listening uh, through the archives. Um, join our Discord. We want to get that back up before Nintendo buys it and ruins it. <laughs> so um, please, let's 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 have some fun. Let's do, let's have some game nights. Uh, let's have some movie nights. I want to do a movie night. That's what I want to do. Let's uh, let's have a movie night in the Discord. So, Snyder cut. Four hours. Y'all have four hours to sit through it. I mean, we'll figure it out. We'll figure we can it take out. intermissions or whatever. So we might do Snyder Cut. That sounds like a really good idea. Um, hope you guys have a great week. Drink your water, wear your mask, wash your ass. Wear deodorant. Wear deodorant. And stay beastly. <laughs> guys.